Welcome to the Excel Purpose Show with Carlston. Hello, today we have Suzanne Alexander, someone who has been in the financial services for 15 years, one of the brave ones that have got out of working in the office, jumped into my 10-day business Ignite challenge a year ago, back in June, June 21, and have not stopped building on that momentum, filled with passion to help women build a strong financial foundation, certified financial coach, founder of Mindful Finances. Welcome, Suzanne. Thank you for being here today. Yeah, thanks for having me today, Carms. Awesome. Could you give us a brief background of where you got the motivation to start your own business in financial coaching instead of doing your job before, which I believe was financial advisor. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So I was a financial advisor for about eight years and um, I had discovered, I always had this interest that there was something missing. And so I thought it was financial literacy and education. So we built that into the offering. And then what I um, realized is that during lockdown, um, I came across financial coaching. And so I really delved into that uh, last year and became a certified financial coach. Always thought that I would bring that back into um, the advising world and, you know, as a compliment for my clients and discovered that the transformation and the impact it had on my own life, that I needed to share this to clients. And, And whilst financial advising is the next phase, it's more focusing on the mindful side, which is really around what's the money beliefs, what's your money story that's driving the patterns that you're um, you're playing out today? I think a lot of us grow up with a, not a very good relationship with money, like that it's it can cause problem or it's kind of like it's, there's some, some sort of bad attachment to it. Why do you think that is the case? And at which point did you you notice a lot of people have this issue and then you switch over like what's that like I think I've always known because um I had I didn't I guess being in the finance world 15 years you're you're constantly in front of um individuals that are telling you things around their finances you're listening to their language and what I discovered was people's language was very different to mine so I grew up with a scarcity mindset and you're right you know a lot of us have grown up with challenging beliefs around money and so one of the things I grew up with was you have to work hard for your money my my dad is 81 years of age and he still works Um, you know so that was not only talked about but visually that's what I witnessed when I was young and so the other thing is is from a scarcity was that you don't pay full price like and so it was always trying to get deals or really reluctant around giving money even though I gave to charity I wouldn't spend a lot of money on myself and so I I watch friends and um, individuals that I connected with, you know, through my finance roles and they had completely different or similarities. And so that's what sort of drove me to sort of find out more with regard to that. And so when you talk about having a challenging um, background around money, what most of us don't realise is that a lot of our beliefs around money are embedded by the age of seven. And that's really through what we see, what we witness, you know, same thing. But what we're taught, what we 
you know, observe. So if you're in a, a dynamic where money is a challenge, so you have that hasn't been a great deal of money, then you're going to be interpreting that money is difficult, that money is evil. If you've been in a, a, an environment where for whatever reasons there's been a trauma in terms of maybe someone's passed away suddenly and maybe there wasn't appropriate protection in place then again there's going to be this association with you know, money is really difficult it, it, it doesn't come easy to us and so what can happen is when it's embedded from that young age we carry that belief through and in some cases too a lot of these beliefs are generational so if you think about it unless you go out and I mean we're both from the finance world you, you're accounting side I'm financial advising side but unless you start exploring and start educating yourself around finances and even then your beliefs can still stay embedded unless you actually sort of bring up more awareness to finances what can happen is that the generation will just pass on that you know that experience around money so if you think about it your parents were taught by their parents, their parents were taught by their parents, their parents were taught by, unless something has changed in terms of they've either, you know, explored or educated themselves around money, then that actually is a generational um, belief that can be passed on until you become more aware and, and want to explore your own beliefs. I love that you are breaking that chain. You're yeah. breaking that chain. You saw yeah. it, you saw your dad, you're like, no, I don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> break that generation. Yeah. yeah. And, and oh, that's that's the power, cool. the power comes in that is acknowledging yeah. that that might have been the environment that you grew up in, but we can all change our money story. We can. You're 100 percent I totally agree. Because my parents are definitely not like me. <laughs> <laughs> I think we are quite lucky in this era that we are in now. We are exposed to a lot of information that we otherwise couldn't have got. Yeah. Um, before it was very much passed down by our parents. Um, and now, well, one, we have more information, so we get more options. But we are also stuck in this time where we are overwhelmed by information so it's become very hard to know what's real what's not real who can you really trust yeah. and what's really drawn me to you because I'm massively huge on connecting with people and only working with those that I feel it's authentic you're definitely one of those people like you've sent that energy out and when I met you I was so oh man she's so like soft and giving and like really want to help women out that's really what drawn me to you so I, I love that and what made you want to focus to help women specifically do you think they they just find it harder to have that money conversation whether it's for work or with their when they have the courage to start their own business yeah. but then now have to focus on well how do I how do I make this money? It's a, have you found that it's always been harder for them than their male counterpart? That's why you want to focus on helping women specifically? I, I have found that. And even in my advisory role, I found that predominantly whilst our, you know, the business that I worked for, we predominantly had a lot of women. And a lot of that was because they felt that need that they needed that assistance and support, which is absolutely fantastic. Um women I find can lack a lot of confidence so 
if you think around historically how we've been brought up, and this is slowly changing over the generations, which is fantastic, that usually there's different roles for females and males depending on the environment that you're in. And so depending on that environment will determine the language that's being used for a female and a male. And so quite often what can happen with the females is the responsibility isn't always passed to them from a young age because it's almost embedded that Prince Charming will come and rescue you, which we know is not the case. Um, and whereas, you know, on the other side of the, the equation, you know, a lot of the times it's really embedded um, in the male generation that they've got to be, you know, the protectors, the ones that are to go out and hunt and, you know, be the, the breadwinners. And, again, we know that that's not the case now because we're finding, I mean, yes, we still have a massive disconnect with regard to pay um, parity between females and males, but we know that females can earn in excess of males and it's starting to change that cycle that that's okay. So one of the things I've really noticed with work Working with women is this challenge around having money conversations because quite often it hasn't happened from a very young age and so when they get into business and I, I love seeing women in business um, we see that you know women come into business and they've just got this generosity of spirit of wanting to empower and uplift you know, so in terms of giving back to society, um, you know, to have more females in business, that's that's really what I'm, I'm wanting to support. So if you think around the money conversations, you know, a lot of women go into business and what happens is they struggle with the money conversation, they struggle with pricing, and sometimes that can come from low self-worth, even though they may not realise that. It's like, oh, well, I can't charge this. They're not going to pay that. And, again, it's understanding a lot of that is coming back to your own beliefs because it's really understanding if you've come from a scarcity mindset and you're like, oh, they won't pay that, but how do I know what they're going to pay? So it's really, um, really starting to just discover and explore what your beliefs are and what you're telling yourself when you're, you're looking at pricing and um, really getting comfortable with actually understanding the value you're providing clients and also the value they're receiving from you and then attributing what you're pricing to them. Yes, so important. I do see that a lot when I've helped because I help both women and men start their start their business and you're totally right like it's very rare I would have to nudge the guy to go well you need to charge this much this much um they'll put their offer out there um even though they don't feel like they've necessarily got the skills yet um and the women are like you know there'll be ones where they've got a lot of confidence already uh, and they're good at what they do. They're like, oh, but I don't know how to, like, ask for it. Yeah. And, and also there's that, you know, theme, which is it's not perfect yet, so I can't yes. charge a higher rate. And, you know, we see that in work environments. You know, correct me if I'm wrong with regard to the figures, but my understanding is it's, you know, a male will look at a job description. If they know 60% of the skill set, they'll apply for the role. The woman will look at it, and if she hasn't got 95 to maybe 98%, she's not even going to look at the role because she feels that they need that, you know, and, and that happens all the time. And similar with finances, you know, oh, well, if I don't know 100% about what I'm doing, then I can't charge 
you know, that that amount that you you thought that you could. Yeah. How long have you felt that whilst um, the women work with you, how long can they expect to kind of like have that mind shift on average? Yeah. Look, even in the first session, I have seen transformations with people just when we unpack what is holding them back and they getting, you know, get to the end of the session and go, oh, wow, hadn't even realised that. And that could be as simple as a fear of success, you know, um, maybe just identifying the fact growing up they weren't given a lot of responsibility about money. And so what's happened is what's playing out in their adult years is they're not being responsible with their money. There is so many things that contribute to, you know, what could be holding you back from, um, you know, being able to embrace and seeing money as a tool and also understanding that money is an energetic exchange of value. So if you're giving value, then you get something in return and money is just that mere tool of the exchange. I love that. Yeah. So in your session, you're, it's not like, oh, hey, how much, how much are you charging? You should be charging this much, like uh, based on what they have, like yes. once you've seen it. But it's really around breaking that belief. It's yeah. really around giving that, that new perspective on <laughs> how are you seeing this? Um, what is it really? And be able to have that breakthrough. Yeah, so the, the initial session when I work with someone is really trying to uncover what the challenge is in. And, you know, this is a, an ongoing exploration in terms of but of the challenges, even from someone who has a scarcity mindset, I still have times where that scarcity mindset will come up, but I have the tools and that's what financial yes. coaching is. It's embracing, you know, the situation, helping you become aware and bring curiosity to what your beliefs are around money and then establishing the tools so that when your mindset goes into a particular scenario and, you know, we're really good at giving things a meaning when there's really no meaning there um, and overthinking things that, when that happens, you've actually got your toolkit to be able to delve into and go, okay, well, what do I need to consider in this situation? So yes. especially, you know, some clients really struggle when people ask for discounts or, you know, wow. um, they turn around and, and almost take that bullying approach some clients can. Um, and it's, it's actually the more confident and the more aware you are of your own money story the more determined you can be to sort of go, well, actually, I really back myself on this. Yeah, I love that share. So I just want to ask you, you know, whilst you were doing financial advising and then now you're doing financial coaching, what's driving you to really like lift this purpose? Because they're, yeah. they're kind of similar things, right? But is it the fact that you're like owning your own business or what, what is that for you? Yeah, oh, there's so many layers to that. It's such a great question. So um, I am loving being my own boss. And, mm. you know, one of my, um, you know, my idea of financial freedom is actually having the ability to make choices and, and live a life, you know, on my terms. I know, you know, that's a coin phrase that gets thrown around. But the reality is I, I love the psychology component of finances and I always have. I've, you know, I've always delved into the behavioural finance, you know, topics when it's come up. You know, we we both had to do required studies every year and 
And that would be something that I would just lean into. Um, and so now I'm actually to embrace that and really share that with clients and make, not make, that's such a bad word, but help them explore and bring curiosity to their being other ways of looking at money. And so that's the other thing is when we grow up, we automatically, so our beliefs are embedded. There are, you know, there are, you know, your determination on what's right and wrong. So if you think about that, if you're growing up with this belief and you aren't aware that there's other ways of looking at things, then you can become really narrow focused. So a lot of the coaching explores, well, how can it look differently? And yes. the more that we start expanding that awareness, it's just amazing to watch clients go, oh, wow, this is, you know, things that they'd never thought possible before now become possible. Yes, totally. Yes, I study about the brain a lot and I see that a lot. So I'm, I'm totally with yeah. you. This so mindset is, so is just, and that's where, you know, I guess from living from my purpose is, yeah, the, the business side of it is I'm giving service to clients, which I absolutely love working with clients. Um, I'm continuing to explore and, and educate and upskill myself with regard to how the mindset works. And um, the more I learn about that, and, and we talk about mindset being really key because you can... You can educate yourself. I mean, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad when I was uh, maybe 20. Um, and yet I struggle with some of taking the action and that was driven by my beliefs. So it's really, so if you think about it, your mindset then leads to the behaviour that you actually act out. And so if you don't understand the mindset, and I'm not saying that everyone's got challenging money beliefs. Some have got really strong, healthy um, money beliefs, and that's fantastic. You know, it's a real acknowledgement to um, the environment that you grew up in. Um, but most of us do have some sense of challenge around money beliefs. And so to be able to help uh, clients explore that, that's where I'm really living my purpose. Yes. Thank you. I, I have been hearing lots of good things about you on that. <laughs> so tell our, tell our listeners, where can they find Suzanne? Where, what social links do you have? Uh, where can they look you up? What's yeah, I look fantastic. Thank you. Uh, so Mindful Finances is the business name. I'm on Insta at mindful underscore finances. I'm Mindful Finances on Facebook, uh, Suzanne Alexander on LinkedIn. Otherwise, you can find me at www.mindfulfinances.com.au. Awesome. Thank you. I'll be sure to drop all of those in the description as well. Yeah, Thanks, thank Suzanne. You. Thank you. Excel in life, live your purpose, be free.